0: I am Francine Dash, and this is PointCast. Thank you so much for tuning in with us today. And in studio, we have our guest, Joshua Hyde. Thank you, Joshua, for sitting in with us today.
1: I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: Well, I appreciate you saying that. Um, If you don't mind, before we start to talk about the things that concern you as an active voter, if you could tell us just a little bit about yourself. Sure.
1: Um, I would say that I'm a a fairly tall and goofy man, <laughs> of a 26-year-old black man here in America, and I have a lot of things to say about politics.
0: And you are very tall. What are you, about six, 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 five. Six foot. That's tall. That's mm-hmm. tall. Well, we want to get into some of the things you want to talk about here in America and the, some of the things that are going to be driving you to the polls, specifically in 2020 as we look at our presidential elections. So you happened to mention in conversation that you were concerned about the current state of America. What do you mean by that?
1: So... In a general sense, I believe that it is it is hard to say that the president hasn't changed a lot about the way that Americans go about their day-to-day business. What I mean by that is a lot of these people that we thought were, I don't want to say dead exactly, but a lot of these individuals who have these long-held beliefs that we had made, I want to say, societally Let's say obsolete mm-hmm. have returned.
0: Mm-hmm. And what do you mean? What beliefs do you believe have returned?
1: so let's let's mm-hmm. use a specific example to illustrate my point. neo-nazis we didn't i mean we we knew that they were around to some degree, but like they were in hiding for a very long time because, in a general sense, the kind of things that they stood for and the the general beliefs that they held weren't publicly acceptable anymore. And then we have a president who talks about. Grabbing people by the pussy. And all of a sudden, it kind of fuels all these people that believed they didn't have anyone in power to support them anymore. And now they do. Mm-hmm. And so it's caused what I believe to be a new racial divide here in America. And that's a very pressing concern for me.
0: Why is that a pressing concern for you?
1: Well, I'm black. <laughs> <laughs> that's part of it. But, I mean, the the main thing is, I, as someone who looks to the future and kind of has to, given where I am in, in society right now, it's, it's very pressing to me to see not only all these things that we, like I said before, that we thought were, were gone return in such a huge, you know, in such a huge force, but more importantly, it, it makes me wonder exactly how much of it still exists and can still, you know, bubble to the surface.
0: Is it a return or is it that we're paying attention to it more? And I say that because in in this democracy, we have all sorts of thoughts and opinions and viewpoints and how people get there are their own, excuse me, their own stories. So are these stories that we haven't been paying attention to? I guess that's
1: probably fair Mm -hmm. to some degree. I would say that there is probably an aspect of it that is, you know, us, focusing on other things and maybe not paying attention to them. Mm -hmm. But either way, like, because they haven't had the limelight, we haven't had to, you know, know about them or worry about them Mm -hmm. for quite some time. Mm -hmm. And now we are.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And you see all the things you see.
0: Right. So how do you think the current president plays into this Rise, or this uh, additional attention paid to um the growth in neo nazism or white nationalism, as some might say, because you did mention that you had concerns about our current president,
1: so I'm trying to condense my thoughts in a way that won't facilitate this being an hour show <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that I guess that the the most succinct way that I can put it is that he is. In my mind, literally the antithesis of what American politics should be. Okay, I think that he says, believes, and does a lot of things that fuel other people into believing they can say, do, and believe those same things. And that is a concern. Because the more someone in his position of power fuels the other people that then carry out those things, because we, we know what he said, we know what he's allegedly done, We've not necessarily seen any of it, but the fact that he's saying it and he's doing it means that other people can now say and do those things. And we don't see them getting as much punishment for those things as someone of color doing something of much less concern. So you believe
0: that his positions or the way that he's expressed himself as president has given license to people who may have... These uh, beliefs that you were talking about earlier, neo-Nazi beliefs, and and I want to dig into that a little bit more. But he, you believe he's just opening the door and making it easier for them to operate in mainstream. Absolutely. Okay. And and is it can one president really have that big of an impact? I mean, he's not the first white president. Well, true,
1: <laughs> he, he's not. But I would say he's the first president okay. of his kind. Because I would say, e- even if the other presidents haven't necessarily been in a position of politics, because we have had presidents before that weren't necessarily politicians before they became president. We, we know that that's happened before. But I don't believe we've had one of this... Um, demeanor, <laughs> I would say. Um, and just, it's really in the way that he carries himself, the words that he uses, the, the, the ways in which he expresses his, what I believe to be, lack of care.
0: But what about the issues? I mean, he's touting low unemployment. Um, He's touting, you know, um, growth in business. Um, uh, And also the growth and the number of jobs. So far we have more jobs than people to work them. I mean, is it, do those things matter in your assessment of who he is or who he appears to be to you?
1: To be honest, I won't say that they don't matter, but it's really hard for me to care about the the things you may be doing to help America when what I'm seeing from you most often as a president are the crazy tweets you throw out or like the things that you say at your rallies that cause people to go on mass shootings or other things like that. Those are the things that I have to focus on because those are the things that you're making me care about. I would I would care about the growth in business or the increase in jobs if that was the only headline. If those were the things that we, we, I, I want to say almost you as a president were focusing on. But if you think about it, a lot of the things that he does, a lot of the changes that he makes are like masked behind other things. Here's an example. Um, a lot of the, I don't want to say administrative changes, but a lot, a lot of the like bills and whatnot that he's passed have been. Uh, right around the time in which he made a very controversial tweet. And so the the news is focusing on what he's saying or doing when all these other things are happening in the background. This is what I mean when I say that he's the antithesis of what American politics should be. There There should be a very clear and open conversation about the changes that are happening in America, but that's not what's happening at all. In fact, many of the people he's putting in power are stopping those conversations from even happening in the first place.
0: Mm. So... It's hard for you, based on what you're saying, to even begin to look at any potential successes. So is there anything that would cause you to vote for this president again in 2020? Absolutely not. I shouldn't say again. I made an assumption that you voted for him first <laughs> time. <laughs> but there's nothing that he could say or do to woo you to vote for him.
1: You see, like, I... when When he first started running for president, we all thought it was a joke. And to be honest, like from the beginning of the campaign i was under the idea that it it couldn't be that bad right like there's no way even if we put this big goofy orange-haired person in office there's no way it could be as bad as like everyone is making it seem and so as the as the campaign progressed i realized that it was a bit his platform i should say was a bit different than I had originally thought it was going to be. What did you originally think it was going to be? I didn't an know. An
0: episode of, of what was his show, The Apprentice? Is that what you were expecting?
1: I don't know what I was expecting, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you, I don't know if you can really follow a person like that to an exact science. Uh, because a lot of the things that he was doing and saying and were just coming out of left field. And I, I mean, I, that's why we all thought it was a joke. I, I had no reason to take him seriously, but when he became the the primary candidate for the Republican Party, I, I then got concerned, because if you notice, basically right around that time is when he started appealing to, like, middle America, and, I mean, that's where he got most of his traction from, so...
0: well, Is that a bad thing, that he was appealing to middle America?
1: I don't think so at all. I mean, it's a smart campaign move. It's why he won. Mm-hmm. This is part of it, at least. You know, mm-hmm. There's a lot of things that lead into a win like that, but... And, and also, as a whole, I, I just worry that the American people don't know enough to make informed decisions, and they're only going by what people like Donald Trump say, what people like Hillary Clinton say, what, what any politician feeds them instead of doing their own research or figuring out what matters to them in regards to both politics and the America as a whole. And that's why I and I very much enjoy and appreciate having an opportunity to be on something like PointCast to, to just help people understand how other people are thinking and hopefully form their own thoughts about why things are happening and what we can do about them.
0: And there are a lot of things happening. There's a lot of discussion about gun control. We look oh, yeah. at New Zealand and how fast they've been moving. Uh, toward um, controlling the the accessibility of assault weapons um, we talk about health care that's back at the top of the uh, at the list uh, and, and other issues underemployment is also something of a concern and funding for public education if it's going to continue at the same level so there's an onslaught of issues that people could, dive into um, to learn more about and the information is out there but people don't always know where to start and so you want to be able to believe the people who are running for office you want to be able to trust that what they're saying it, it has some semblance of the truth yes in it is there anybody out there that you feel comfortable with with based on what you know today that you you feel like you at least want to learn more about moving toward 2020
1: so the person that I've done most of my research on so far, because I, I like to consider myself an educated voter mm-hmm. and I look at all the options and in, in who's supporting what right now. And I think the, the, the candidate that I'm putting at least most of my thought behind right now is Bernie Sanders. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I supported him, uh, when he ran for office last time, mm-hmm. uh, we, we had a presidential election and I, I believe that, uh, the events of these last four years has, have only made his his platform stronger as a whole.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, some of the uh, concerns uh, that have come out about Bernie Sanders as of late are, are particularly around um, uh, paying reparations to descendants of slaves and his complete non-support of that. Does uh, that something that would bother you or cause you to pause as a black man?
1: So. <laughs> I haven't actually thought much about that specifically. Um, I would say that I don't. I don't know if that would bother me exactly. I understand why it would bother a lot of people, to be perfectly honest. Um, but in in today's America, I don't know if we will ever even get reparations for Mm -hmm. the events of the past.
0: Now, why is that? And I say that because Bernie Sanders has also supported a bill not too long ago with reparations for Jewish persons. So if that is possible to even think about a conceive, then the question uh, is a legitimate question whether or not uh, he can think and conceive of that for African-Americans who have historically been denied any sort of justice in the way of of slavery, and and that slavery had been uh, the backbone of this economy for a long time, and and, and, and industry for a long time, and that um, even in states where there was no slavery, they were trading stocks and bonds uh, over the bodies of men and women uh, who were in the field and who were also being bred uh, for future use. And in fields, so a whole machine, a whole factory, a whole model was created on the backs of these people who were um, it, it stolen uh, from a land that they may never know. So, if if that doesn't qualify for reparations, what would qualify?
1: Well, I think that that's that's a very fair statement, and I would be more interested to see exactly how Bernie would respond to that exact statement I absolutely believe that there should be
0: mm-hmm.
1: I, I don't want you to think that I'm, I'm saying that there shouldn't be reparations no, 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 I just no don't place. think that we we have an America that will allow that to happen in I a see. major way I, I don't believe in our current political financial any sort of climate uh, we would be able to make that happen I would like us to I absolutely believe that we should um, but I, I don't know if it's something that will actually come to pass at least within my lifetime
0: if you were to imagine what that might look like and you know whether it's in your lifetime or in future generations what would that what do reparations mean different things to different people (laughs) that's fair fair. so where would you just to begin the the self-discovery within what would you imagine that to be or to look like
1: so in a perfect world I would I would first hopefully abolish a lot of the like unseen practices that cause like African-Americans to be like targeted by the police or I I would, I would try to remove all of the institutionalized racism aspects of America first. Um, And then I would imagine hopefully there would be some kind of uh, like monetary or, generally financial gain i mean that's why 40 acres and a mule was first thrown out like even if you can't necessarily give something financially you can give them something to work off of like Mm -hmm. a piece of land Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. some kind of title or Mm -hmm. anything along those lines Mm -hmm. literally anything Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. so i would
0: i mean it's a big discussion it's a big thing to wrap one's mind around and and so that's Perhaps one of the reasons why it's difficult for people to sit and think I I think one of these are one of those issues where you must be purposeful. Yeah, I agree. In your discussion. This just can't be a bill filler.
1: I absolutely agree. (laughs) Or
0: an add on. Let's let's move on to some of the other things. And this kind of plays into a little bit about what we were what we were talking about. You you mentioned um, that you had a concern about human rights. That sounds global to me. But in the context of an American voter, what do you mean by human rights?
1: So there's a reason why Kaepernick kneels, right? Mm -hmm. Like there's, there's a lot of things that people don't necessarily understand. But in today's social media plugged in society, we can see a lot more things than we've been able to see before. And I think that drawing more attention to and helping to like basically like i mentioned before like abolish all of the institutionalized aspects of america that are holding down people not even just african americans but just people of color in general i think that that will go a long way in not only helping america flourish but more specifically helping us not feel like there's such a divide and a lot of it comes from the fact that i can't trust the police i i can't go outside without fear of You know, getting pulled over and then something that I'm I'm I have no control over causing me to no longer be here for my family or for my fiance or what have you that that is a actual concern that you have to have in today's America. And that's not something that I believe a lot of I I don't want to make this like specifically a white versus black thing because I don't necessarily believe that it, it should always boil down to that. Well,
0: it's bigger than that though, isn't it?
1: Exactly. That, right. That's, that's exactly what I believe, but it's hard for me to like, I don't want to put people through that to help them understand our point. But at the same time, I don't, I don't want to have to keep dealing with it for you to understand that this is, this is a concern that I live with and would like to have peace of mind for. So as a whole, I want I want politicians, I want presidents to like help us. I, I want them to to help abolish the the policies and and practices that we have in place that cause this to begin with, and then I'd be more than happy to focus on some of the the greater issues rather than just my survival and safety.
0: Mm, mm, that's kind of a that's kind of a big deal then, right? <laughs> so. Human rights. Where where would you where would the rubber meet the road, though, to Because who are these people who would make those changes? So when we go to the polls, what type of person would you need? What's the profile of a person that can help bring about the changes that you say you need to see?
1: So what I want is someone who feels like they they hear, understand and want to to allay the fears and concerns of their constituents. Mm-hmm. So I don't necessarily say that that like there's one particular type of person or anyone that fits that profile. I just want politicians that don't bullshit me. I-, I want people that actually want to hear my concerns and want to do something about them, regardless of what they look, act, or sound like. I just want people to do what they say they'll do when they get in office.
0: All right, that's not too much to ask, right? I would, I would <laughs> hope it's not. <laughs> and, and you know that leads us to this thing about. Uh, Politics. People are really feeling like politics is, is really corrupt right now, not just in the Republican part, Democratic part, just politics in and of itself, because it seems so far away from the people. Do you I,
1: think- at this point, I believe it really is. Like, I know that a lot of people didn't vote in the last presidential election, and that's because they believe that, like, both Hillary and Donald were, were both— evils like they, they both believed that you were voting for the lesser of two evils and they didn't want that in their politics and i absolutely understand that so much so that i used to believe myself a republican or sorry whew, sorry whoa, whoa, whoa let, me, let me back that up i used to <laughs> that, believe that's not a bad a, thing it? <laughs> <laughs> i mean in today's america some people let me tell you, um but no i i used to believe myself a democrat but i i i believe i'm leaning more like unaffiliated at this point, just because there's so many things in both parties and every party really that are issues of concern that just haven't been addressed for long amounts of time. Mm-hmm. And I know that people like to believe America's a, a multi-party system, but I mean, it's always going to boil down to the, the two parties that you hear the most about. And it's always going to be the left versus the right and what they can do to one up each other. And it's all just going to be like, a publicity stunt and like all the other things that come out of the the type of political warfare you've seen these two parties go at for decades at this point. It it's it is away from the people because they're not focused on the people. They're focused on getting your votes.
0: That sounds really sad and a bit cynical, but it's, it's, it's if that's where people are right now.
1: That's where I am.
0: That's where you are. Absolutely. All right. Well, I really appreciate you coming in and sharing your voice with PointCast, and hopefully this inspires others to do the same or at least have these discussions in an honest way around their kitchen tables with their neighbors and within their communities. I do hope that people continue to listen to PointCast. We allow voters to come on here and tell their truths. It does not matter what political affiliation you may or may not have but we only require that you are an active voter. So again, we thank you. I'm Francine Dash, and this is PointCast.